Let me take these off and get serious here for a moment. You don't look as smart as you did a few seconds ago. Oh, howdy. Howdy do. Hey, everybody. We do good. We are the two half squads. We're back. This is the two half squads, the one and only podcast dedicated lots to the greatest game in the world. And that would be advanced squad lead on. Right again. You're right. Just about every time. I love that. Maybe I should start asking tougher questions. 
the fourth of july is coming up yes it is so happy fourth everybody it is uh, quite an event yes and june 25th came and went it did june 25th was the anniversary of the uh, beginning of the korean war oh in 1950 but it would have been my mom's 99th birthday too had she lived oh, four that, more years that's how you remember yeah well that's not how i remember the korean war she wasn't in the korean war well, you remember the starting time. Yes. Yes. Yeah. But she was in World War II, of course. Of course. So here we go on another episode. How are you, Dave? Good All to right. see you. We're over here in Dave's foxhole today, which is uh, will be going on for a little while while uh, over at my house we're uh, putting in the swimming pool and the stables. I'm going to get a donkey. Did you go for the sauna too? Sauna, of course. The donkey. I got a, a little um, corral for the donkey. Yeah. I didn't want to tell anybody I won the lottery, but suddenly I'm spending all this money. I don't know. Wonder if they'll wonder why. No, it's good to see you. So, yeah, and we missed you the other day because a, a couple of us uh, Wargaming buddies went to Park Ridge, Illinois, which is close by here, and where they were having a display of the traveling Korean War, War Monument Memorial. Memorial. Thank you. The traveling Korean War Memorial. Uh, and based upon what is in Washington, D.C. So, and it was, it was very nice. They had mannequins, really. The way they did it was they had mannequins, pretty much standard mannequins, dressed in army fatigues and then all sprayed gray and everything to look like stone or or bronze or something to mimic the statues that are on display in Washington D.C. Oh, the guys walking, yeah, the walking along the squad out there in the, the V shape, and even though it was that, it was a imitation. It was very moving, and it made me want to get there because I have not seen that in Washington D.C. I don't know if you have. I have. Yeah, mm -hmm. I like it. Yeah, they did a good job out with it. Yeah. And there's the wall too with stuff on it, which I can't remember. Um, yeah, I like the guys walking. So they weren't cast. These were not cast. These were just mannequins. Okay. Spray and painted gray. Yeah. Yeah. They looked kind of like the real ones. It it looked pretty good. You know, everybody was wearing uh ponchos. Yeah, the rain. Which made it kind of, you know, covered up. You couldn't see a lot of the details of the the gear and stuff but it I, I thought it looked really good yeah i'll see if I, I i actually forgot to take pictures while i was there but oh. i may have a couple well and if i do we'll post one on the show yeah yeah you can. but it was really good because they also had a tent there with a lot of memorabilia uniforms and equipment and stuff and then lots and lots of press and uh press from the times front pages and things like that with up-to-date uh stories on what was going on and then history books were open there and lots of vets there were probably 20 vets oh which was really nice and we talked to a couple of them just about so they were hanging out yeah part of the experience yes then. yeah and then they had a big table of donuts which i was afraid to touch because i didn't know if they were memorial donuts <laughs> but there there was some kind of controversy with the the uso Yes. And I think at one point they wanted to charge the soldiers for donuts and they were used to getting them for free. It became a thing. I remember hearing it on a podcast. Oh. can't remember more about it, but 
So maybe those donuts are part of making up for that incident back in the, I don't know if it was the forties or what. Yeah, maybe, <laughs> maybe. Did you eat the donut? No, I didn't eat the donuts. I didn't know if they were reserved for vets. There was no sign on them or anything, but they may have been reserved. So it was very nice and a good little crowd there. And actually right there in that park, there is, uh, if you walk down to the other end of the park, there's a memorial also for the, uh, the victims of flight 191. Oh. which in 1989 or 85, I think it was, took off from O'Hare and crashed into a trailer park. Yeah. Um, so that was, that was kind of. That's a local. Yeah. 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 That's always there that. at Park Ridge. Yeah. So interesting. Did you eat anything sweet at all? <laughs> well, one guy said, hey, we've got to stop and get some rainbow cones. And I said, what is rainbow cones? And he says, it's, it's a, it's an institution, Chicago institution. Rainbow cones have been around since the 1920s. I said, I've never heard of it. And he said, I know where there's a place. Let's go. So we, the three of us went over to this place, rainbow cones, and it's a cone with six kinds of ice cream on it. It's sherbet, uh, or orange sherbet and chocolate ice cream and something called New York, New York something, which is a vanilla ice cream with cherries in it. And anyway, just six likes cut in slices and laid on top of each other. Okay. So it wasn't just rainbow sherbet. No. And then since I didn't get to go, it's not like you were trying to make me jealous by send, no. sending me pictures of you guys each. Oh, did we send you those by mistake? <laughs> each enjoying a lovely cone. And we ate it all. <laughs> <laughs> trying to make me feel bad. Well, we're trying we're trying to get out a little more as a group because we have breakfast yeah. every week and we talk about history and DSL and all that stuff. And we thought, well, let's go out and do stuff. So we went to this. I'm sorry you could not be there. Well, I was doing was VBS day. at church. So uh, one one last thing about this. It yeah. was very interesting because when I got home from this little outing, I got a call from one of my very good clients who I've known for a long time, the owner. And he said, uh, can you help me with this thing? And I said, I'm just walking inside. How are you doing, Mark? He said, I'm doing okay. What have you been doing today? I said, we went to this memorial thing and then we went and got something called uh, rainbow cones and he said oh rainbow cones i went to school with the guy that started rainbow cones i said no kidding he said oh yeah i went out with he and his his brother and his sister were really good friends of mine small world i always love those little small world things yeah it is small but you wouldn't want to paint it it would take too long to paint the whole world yes yeah yeah that's true um well, on my last day of EBS, I went to get gas at Speedway. Ding, 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 ding. I have the bell. It's still in there. Um, and, you know, had to get the wallet out to pay with the credit card and then put the wallet on the back of the car. But I, I'm no dummy. So I put my keys right with the wallet on the back of the car. Yeah, that's yeah. Because then you can't drive away you can't. without the wallet. That shows you the level of intelligence that I have. And so I finished filling up and I reached in my pocket and I took out the other set of keys that I carry two sets because I'm so smart that if I lock my keys in my car, I can I can have the second set in my pocket. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I pulled out these other no. set of keys and no. I jumped in and I drove away. No. And I and I thought. 
I'm finished VBS. I'm going to treat myself. My friends, J- Jeff and them are all out having fun without me. So I'm going to go <laughs> see a movie. And I pulled into the Deer Park Theater and got out of the car and said, what, what the heck are my keys doing on the back of the trunk? Because they were in that little slot between oh. where, where it opens. There's yeah. a little bit of a gap. And I thought, what are my keys doing there? Oh, yeah, I put them up there so I wouldn't forget my my wallet (laughs) and i turned around and i drove looking everywhere along the road and i got i called speedway and they looked outside the guy was really nice i'm looking everywhere we got these trucks here i'm looking underneath there i hear him go hey you guys find a wallet and he goes no no gone was it gone gone so that's a new wallet. Yeah. Don't be sad folks. When you lose your wallet, you can get a new one. So I rode my oh, bike. They have them at the I, store. I canceled my credit cards. Wow. I spent hours hey. doing it. Cause you remember, I, I just had to do that like a, several months ago Yeah. when I thought I lost my wallet, but did not. I'm sure I told that on the show. So I took the only remaining credit card in my little pocket and I rode on my little bicycle over to Target. Ding, ding, ding. And Got a new wallet. It's nice and thin. There's nothing in it. I have a police number from to verify that my driver's license has been stolen. And I had an extra Speedway tag up in the bedroom. And today I went to the gym and she printed me out another little workout card. So I work out. So I'm all buff. And my life is continuing. And of course, you know, since COVID, I, I do like to carry big wads of money in my wallet so yes i lost a probably 200 cash. wow <laughs> an idiot <laughs> wow isn't that terrible oh look it, it trifolds so i can put more things in later so now i have a thin wallet that's my story that suddenly makes me think you know i think i left the house without my wallet <laughs> wait a minute yeah start checking you remember my philosophy is always um pat yourself and i have five things i used to do it would be wallet yeah keys watch wedding ring um phone know. yeah phone wallet keys ring watch <laughs> well i i'm i'm without it so i guess there'll be no wine tonight i was going to stop at the wine store on the way home Music means it's time for letters. letters. Do people really like hearing letters? Some do. Remember, we had this controversy before. It is a controversy. And several people said they really enjoyed them. But I'd first like to thank um, Alan Finley, Jim Campagna, and Tony's Board Life, and Louis P. for subscribing to us on YouTube. Thank you, guys. Thank you. We'll try not to let you down. And we have this letter from David Wiley. Uh, is he the new listener? The, um, oh, I we he entered the contest and we already drew a winner. So I sent him a free Schwerpunk packet. He said, no need to apologize. I just happened to listen to the contest episode the same day that it ended. So he didn't expect to make it in, but he did make it in. And he says he finished listening to the new episode and was quite happy to have the new episode in his listening queue. And to answer the questions, uh, I asked him just about his background. So this David is a 
newer player in Iowa. Uh, I decided I have one dedicated ASL opponent. He's the one that roped me into the game in the first place. That's the way you do it, boys. Yeah. A rope. You need a rope. <laughs> you, and you need a strong rope. You get them playing. Yeah. And so, though, we're both learning at the same time, although we do have a semi-local player who coached us through an afternoon of our first play of fighting withdrawal. Oh, we're right. only a few months into the journey so far. And after that first session, I immediately started watching for a good price on a rule book and managed to get an old first edition binder that came with old Avalon Hill copies of Beyond Valor and Paratroopers, including maps, et cetera, et cetera. And so that's how uh, they are getting started in this great hobby of ours. He said, it's an interesting thing as Carl and I both discovered Wargaming around the end of 2019 and have semi-regularly played most weeks ever since, exploring a lot of GMT game titles, etc. We knew eventually ASL was a mountain we'd have to try at some point. Turns out it's a lot of fun so far and eventually we'll graduate beyond infantry. But if you stick to inventory only, David, I think it's still a very rewarding experience. And not everybody will agree with you. That is absolutely correct. Yeah. Some people want to get you deep in it and just do whatever you want. Yep. Yeah. And, and you can do everything, of course. And do everything. Those are uh, those are very exciting times when you're first getting into wargaming. I'd be interested to know how old David and Carl are. Yes. And I thought that was fun to see the new people playing. Yeah because yeah. that that is when it, uh, i was just talking to somebody about it today when i first got into wargaming and how exciting everything was from the forums to the uh, the websites to the tournaments and the conventions and this whole universe of stuff that was going on that i knew nothing about and was just dipping my toe into it fortunately i found you very very early on in that yep and, and so far that's working out for 322 episodes yeah. <laughs> even though Jeff occasionally tries to quit. Oh, I think I'm done. No, it's, oh, what you do roped, I do without you? You roped me in. It's <laughs> a, a, I can't break that rope. I uh, got a letter here from Louis Padal. And uh, he, he actually, not a letter, but he left this comment on episode 311, Surrender Your Integrity. He says, great episode. It's been almost three years since I have had the, plans, uh, the chance to play ASL. Looking forward to returning soon. The rules discussed here that interested the rule discussed here has interested me for a while. It's been really great to have you guys doing these podcasts. They help me keep my ASL mind going during the gaming absence. However, I must apologize to Dave for something I did. I listen to these episodes in clumps. I have them all on a flash drive in the car. I really dug this one episode this and the very next episode, Dave could not remember the name of this rule, and he could really only guess at how it worked. And I thought, good grief, Kleinschmidt. <laughs> it was bad back in the what are the Netherlands days, but to forget this rule so quickly, <laughs> I yelled at what was coming out of my car radio in disgust. And then I saw that the button on the player said shuffle. And what was playing was not that next episode. It was back to episode 312. It wasn't 312, but an episode numbered way back in the low 100s from 10 years ago. So he encountered a time machine how, that, that blew up his brain. However, Jeff, is it not uncommon of us to absolutely forget the it rules is. we just taught yeah. in the previous show? Yeah, it, it's true. 
And what I love about other shows mm-hmm. and about Facebook and so many of these other things is everybody does everything perfectly. <laughs> and I always think, are we the only ones that are dumb? And I, my conclusion is yes. So Well, I think we've just decided we're not editing out certain things that, um, who cares? Yeah, and I think actually we don't have to be perfect. We don't ever want to be perfect. We don't ever want to be perfect. I think the listeners like hearing us screw up and because they know the rule. And and that's the thing. Yeah. It's I I think people have actually commented over the years. How many has it been now? 15. Wow. That they are glad to see other people struggle with the same things. Yeah. Right. Even when you get rich on or you get on other players. I won't name them all. I get mad. Like, I never forgot a roll, Dave. What are you talking about? But they also, you know, say, oh my gosh, I was playing this game and then forgot to do this thing yeah. that I knew I should have done, but I didn't think of it. So Jim Bishop chimed in and let us know that I made a mistake <laughs> of saying, of getting the five eighth inch calendar size wrong. I don't know. I think I called it three quarters or something. Did you call it three quarters or put it in the write up at three quarters? Something. Oh, yeah, just the write up, I think. But okay. anyway, thank you, Jim, for the corrections. And everyone else, chime in with corrections in the comment sections always. Okay, I've got a email here from Robert Barrett. It was actually a little tricky trying to misspell Schwerpunkt, but I did it. So it was, a, it was another good episode. I loved Rally Faye's song, Rally Faye's Lady Gaga. How absolutely random, yet brilliant. <laughs> I think I will enjoy you guys going through the chapter through chapter H, please keep on with it. I noticed that during the last episode, 321, you read my little email. That was unexpected, but I think you got my name right. Uh, Game day at the USS Iowa was a success. Mm. There were 18 of us and we had three Blood Reef Tarawa maps laid out. We all played one of the three scenarios from that module. I played the Marines in the Hawk and actually won, which I don't win very often, honestly. My opponent was David Nicholas, who's an ASL legend here in SoCal. So it was a big deal for me, especially as I wasn't familiar with all the Blood Reef Tarawa rules. The battleship itself is amazing. It's very large, but the crew was 2,400 sailors during World War II. You just can't imagine how crazy that must have been. We played in the officer's wardroom, and it was part of the self-guided tour so that a lot of people wandered by and several stopped to ask questions. It was pretty busy at times. There was also a Navy veteran, 99 years old, sitting in a chair talking to folks that day as well. How about that? It is cool. Yeah, I think listeners love hearing the, the activities that's going on around the hobby, like you were just saying, right? Yeah. These guys, 18 guys on the ship playing. Yeah. It's fantastic. Pretty cool. Glad C had chimed in and said, thanks to Dennis's song uh, that mm-hmm. Megan sang, that he'll now remember all the rally phase activities <laughs> that go on. He did a great job of, of doing that. And then uh, Louis did say uh, also in another letter back in episode 120, Dave was going through the annual 95. In that review, he mentioned an article on routing I was interested in catching up on. Today, I took time to do that. I brought the annual with me to work just prior to reading the article. I was listening to the episode 135. And Dave was quizzing Jeff on rules about Marsh. He asked Jeff if you can low crawl in Marsh. And Jeff says, yes. And Dave reminds Jeff that Marsh is 
ankle to waist deep water, which point Jeff says, no, unless you have one of those hollowed out reeds things. And then he points out that in the 95 annual, the author also put no snorkeling allowed in parentheses in the article. <laughs> so great minds uh, think alike, Jeff. It's yeah. you and the, uh, I forget the author of the 95 annual in that article. So. And uh, our last letter here is from, this was posted on the show. Oh, on our show and tell episode number one, that goes way back. Uh, posted by Dave Shannon. The good old YouTube algorithm has me stumbled upon, had me stumble onto this. I was happy it did. Thanks, guys, for an interesting discussion on the game's future as relevant today as it was 10 years ago. Well, thank you, Dave. That makes me want to go back and watch that. I'll have to do that. Yeah, it's very cool. I don't know if Dave Shannon is a seller or just other war gamer and somehow got to that episode. Yeah, he doesn't say, and I don't know offhand. Yeah, and it's cool that the, the old show discussions still are relevant in, in so many ways. Yeah. As opposed to most of the other things in my life that become irrelevant very quickly. <laughs> so sad. You lead such a <laughs> such a sad, sad life, Dave. It's time for rules. You need the rules to play the game and put your opponents to shame. They might seem hard, but that's okay. We're gonna learn them anyway. Rules. Today in rules, we're on 25, Jeff, and there's only 26 sections. 26 section in chapter eight is victory conditions. That will take several little clips to get through. And we are skipping route. So I'm, I don't know if I want to do route. <laughs> Oh, I think we definitely have to do route. <laughs> okay, we'll have to do route. So if we do route, currently we're on nationality distinctions. And then there would be victory conditions. We will have finished A. Okay, so we're doing 25 and 26? Today, part of 25. Okay. We'll go through some Germans, Russians, and then I will stop at Human Wave and do pick up with that next time into the Americans, British, and so on. So in general, the Germans, 25.1, Elite ground troops prior to 1944 should be represented by a 468 squad. The 548 squad should be used in 44 to 45 to represent paratroops. Did you know that? The I guess I'd forgotten that it was specifically because they were paratroops. Yes, yeah. I know, right? I, I did forget about that. Uh, the 468 must undergo three ELR replacements to reach inexperienced status, whereas the 548 will do so in two replacements. Now, the SS squads. So the 468 will go through a 468, 467, Seven? 447, of course, yes. which is their main, sec like a second line unit. Yes. And what's, oh, and then the uh, conscript. Yeah, which would be the three, four, three, six. Yeah, yeah that's right. So, yeah. Okay. Wow. See, we can remember yeah. things. Okay. <laughs> The SS are elite class troops differentiated by the insignia on the counter. Now, question, is their morale level on the broken side of the SS, is it an increased value from the front of the counter? Or on the, on the SS, yes. Yes, the answer is it yes. is increased. And then early war SS squads, which were 468s. Now, of course, today they have a, a whole slew of new SS yeah, counters. right. right. Um, also have the SS insignia and increased broken morale level. 
So question, do SS crews and single man counters have the same increased morale level on their broken side? Um, I don't think, I don't think so. You are right. They do not yeah. just use the regular counters. Okay. And therefore they are represented by normal counters. Okay. Which I just said. Yeah. During what years are the SS entitled to assault fire capabilities? I read this. I was like, oh, what? Is this is a thing? <laughs> Am I supposed to be doing this? <laughs> yeah, you, you'd never guess. 43. Well, 44 to 45. So, how did I miss that so badly? I don't ever remember. So, you're saying assault fire? Yeah. So, that's uh, underlined uh, uh, firepower. Yes. Do they put a date uh, on the counter? No, like that it's, it's not a, even. I guess it's not even underlined. I should have looked. We'll, we'll look on our break. Okay. So I, everybody's screaming at their radios right yeah. now. Yeah, hey, you guys don't know yeah, anything. Exactly. And, we can hear you. Yeah, and, and like maybe <laughs> I would hope they would put that in a special scenario rule. Remember. Yeah, hopefully re yeah. remember. Yeah, yes. Yeah, but that's one thing we most all complain about regularly. Put notes at the bottom of these scenario cards. Yeah. Pay attention to this role, that role. Remember, several people have told us that. Harry wouldn't do that because he's hardcore, but <laughs> some yeah, of the other guys. Third like party the, product. The bounding yeah. fire guys. Yeah. Do so it. You should be doing yeah. that. And they are a sponsor of our they show. They are. We love them. We Maker love of bounding fire. We love you so much. We're going to, to buy, buy more stuff. stuff and, and bring it Eat on. it, play it during mm -hmm. lunch. That'll stick in your that's so, an earworm if ever there was. I'm gonna one. have have Dennis write more lyrics yeah. for that and Megan sing it. Will the SS surrender to Russians via route phase, Jeff? Oh, oh well, just your history understanding should say no. Yep, no. Nope, they will not. They know they're gonna get it if they do. What so do they do? They they run. <laughs> they run away screaming like little girls. They put um, on disguise. They put on dresses and cut their hair. Yeah, I think they just do. They just sit there. You always ask these hard questions. Like, yeah, I'm sorry. The rule section I read. I notice a lot of okay. these episodes when I ask a, if I've asked a tough question, you just go on and cut it out. I think that's yeah. smart. <laughs> yeah, rarely. Just edit that Rare, that's what they're complaining about. <laughs> or show not being slick. Is that why don't you just cut that out when you do that? <laughs> then you'd look so smart. Um, it's good. I think we're going to route normally, I guess. They just don't have to surrender, so they can just route. Yeah, right? okay. Do right. they become disrupted while opposing the Russians? No. No, they do not. And can they perform massacre because they're not very nice people? Yes. Yes, they can. Any weapon or armor-funded vehicle that's identified in a scenario, order of battle, as belonging to the SS formations, does it have its depletion ammo depletion you know like on the back where yeah. it says apcr are those numbers increased or decreased because they're elite i that has never that one i remember usually <laughs> and it should be as increased was, i guess it is right? increased because they give them they got more that, of that ammo more readily they got seniority priority yeah, yeah. kind of like the wagner group you know, in Russia, marching on Moscow. Oh, yes. Wagner Group. Yeah. Oh, boy. Fun times. Yes. <laughs> um, 2512 Combat Engineers. Now, the 838 squads. Oh, I 
you know, just keep getting memories again. I love those early scenarios where I could do the eight three eights and just blasting. Um, flamethrowers and things. Uh, they represent special units such as the combat engineers of pioneer battalions, and they have an ELR of five, regardless of the ELR of the other German multi-man counters in the scenario. However, 838s are not automatically considered assault engineers. So assault, even though they're combat engineers, the assault engineers have different things that they get, and that is uh, usually listed by SSR. So any okay. elite unit can be designated in a scenario as that. Uh, SS combat engineers are differentiated by the SS insignia on the counter. Then they have their increased morale on the back, too. Okay. On That's it for Germans. On to Russians, 25.2, speaking of Wagner Group. Use <laughs> of elite status troops should be reserved for those formations classified as, you know, do you remember what the Russians call their elite dudes? Uh, There's a scenario called the blank yeah, counterattack. Guards, guards, guards yeah, counterattack. All oh, memories, the guards counterattack. Yeah, it's been a while since I've played that. <laughs> Isn't that the one Rich wants us to do a four-player game? The tractor works? Yes, and the tractor works. Yeah. Together. Yeah. Oh, the wonderful memories. Yeah. I'm just enjoying today so much. <laughs> I don't even have to do fun things. I just have to think about them. That's right. And I'm having fun. There's no, no difference between doing it and just <laughs> thinking about it. It's like probably yeah. stimulates the same brain things. It does. Yeah. Yeah. Let's get into science. Something else yeah. we're experts on. Do the. <laughs> I'm going to go out and exercise. No, I'm just going to think about it. <laughs> that we, we can't go out and exercise here in chicago oh. the air quality is so bad oh, we should take this camera outside and show highly them. unusual for chicago to have this highly I, this it is the first is. time i ever remember this no well earlier this year with yeah. the same fires right but but it's, it's yeah a combination of the canadian fires and oh like i walked out and went oh golly i guess i'm not gonna i should not go for a big bike ride yeah they you say know. if you have asthma, stay inside and yeah, so lay on the couch and drink Tito's. I drove to the gym and got my new gym cart. <laughs> there's sometimes there's reasons for that. Yeah. Uh -huh. So do the weapons and armor fighting vehicles identified in a scenario order of battle belonging to a guards formation? Do they get their depletion numbers increased? No. They're elite. No. Yes, they do. Oh, they do. They do. The guards are elite. I'd have to go back and look at the last time I played. I wonder if I did that right. I think it's, I'm not going to say With me, it probably didn't anymore. make a difference anyway. <laughs> now, may Russian squads deploy any Russians, conscripts, first line elite? Um, well, it's, I always have to look this up, but generally not. No. There's a special circumstance, though, where they can deploy. Yes. And that Rich taught me. Um, uh, Take um taking prisoners. Okay. Deploy a half squad to hold the prisoners. Okay. And um it was listed here in the rule 21, 20.5, which was the prisoners, which I remembered, and 21.22, which talked about vehicles, which we covered recently on a show. Captured vehicle, a squad, they can split and do a half squad to go oh, into vehicle. Okay. So I don't know if it's legal. Can you split your squad to half squad, have them go into vehicle? And just get out the other door <laughs> and then send the next squad in <laughs> deploy Maybe so. send the next one through the tank climb out the back hatch 
Yeah, I, that would be a good one to look up. That That's ASL sleaze. Yeah, it is. Um, and then I thought Sangars, but it wasn't listed in that Sangars. I thought a Sangar. I thought they, people can split to go in those, but I, I oh, did not okay. double check it. Oh, Don't right. be, okay. okay. I'm asking. I'm asking listeners. Yeah. Um, can they take half squad losses and then you know get shot at and they get yes. a K slash and then they can they recombine into a squad again? Yes. Yes, they may. They are uh good at entrenching. Do they get a neg one or a plus one when entrenching? Oh, I never use Which, entrenching. You know, when I first got into squad leader, I thought this is gonna be great. I'm gonna have all my guys dig dig foxholes yeah just because i thought it was a good idea and it's it does sound like it, it takes like a, it takes a long time and then there's nothing <laughs> and then the enemy's already passed yeah through. yeah so i i don't think i have used it in years so i can't remember well it is better for them so they get a neg one okay on that does this die roll modifier um does can Capture Russian prisoners if you make them dig it in trenches. Trenches. Do they get the neg one modifier if they're captured Russian prisoners? Yes. No. And you're, you're being very contrary. When, when today. was the whenever did you even did, did, did you even think about having the prisoners? Because you actually thought about entrenching, but did yes. you ever think about having prisoners do it no. for you? No. Me neither. No. I'm like, it sounds like that's not nice. Yeah, it's, it sounds un, some, unkind. Yeah, give them some bread and water and yeah. let them sit down. Yeah. Um, Russian submachine gun squads. Yes. Prior to 1941, Russian conscripts, the 426s, they battle hardened to a 447 instead of to a 527, unless there are 628s in the Russian OB. And I'm just teaching you that. It's okay. The way it is. Yeah. And but you also got to remember that because it's based on the prior 1941. Well, there's also this Russian early war doctrine. So all these following rules would apply only if invoked by a special scenario rule. All close combat attacks against Russian 426s, you get a neg one that's not cumulative with the neg one dire modifier for capture attempt because they're just easier to close combat in the early war. What? years was this early war oh i think it's just when it states they use the early war doctrine yeah in the ssr in each friendly movement phase any russian armed fighting vehicle that wishes to move must do so before friendly non-berserk infantry unit moves exception if unloading during that movement phase so may russian units using early war doctrine can they use armored assault then it just said that vehicles have to move before the infantry move no, no. Can early war doctrine Russian OBA ever be accurate? <laughs> like rolling the one on I, the you six, know, six sided dice. Do they ever get that? I'm gonna I'm gonna guess because you asked the question, I'm gonna guess no. I don't remember for sure. I'd have to look it up. And because it's early war doctrine yeah. and they are fumbling around a little fumbling. bit. Fumbling. Yeah, I can imagine. Yeah. May Russian units um though the newspaper said they were doing great. Yes. There was no fumbling. <laughs> yes. Did do early war doctrine Russian aircraft, do they get a plus two or a plus six to their sighting test check when they're looking oh, around? Plus two. You are correct. Plus yeah. two. That's why I made the other choice. Plus yeah. six. I figured yeah. you wouldn't bite on that. Yeah. 
How about them commissars? I'm going to wrap up here with the commissars. Okay. Uh, is a commissar a nine? Oh, no, I'm teaching this. A commissar is a 9-0 or a 10-0 leader with a difference. And what a difference. <laughs> Do you recognize that from Monty Python? Yeah. Yes, it I can't remember the skit. It wasn't it? written that way. But yeah, I changed it a little. Yeah, it said with special qualities or something. Oh, <laughs> Man, was, what a difference! So you notice that at the start of any scenario, during or prior to ten forty-two, that's October, the Russian player may replace up to one eight-zero leader with a what? Take out your eight-zero leader, and you get to put in a. Nine O leader, nine O commissar leader, yes. And you can replace an eight neg one leader with a nine uh, or a ten, maybe ten O. Yeah, and of course, you're giving me, I'm watching the video here. <laughs> People that are watching get a different experience, yes, they right? do. <laughs> yeah, and I could, and I tried to memorize that once, like, okay, just remember. It's an 8-0 for a 9 oh, That's easy. But then it's an 8 neg one for a 10 It was kind of like, oh, okay. Yeah, okay. okay. Um, and you got to remember to change them on your own. That, they don't put that in the if we could get If we rule. could get that rule into song lyrics, we would be remembering it. <laughs> yes. Yes. Was it in the... No, it's pre-game. All right. And so, um, now you cannot have more commissars um, than other leaders in the OB, though. So if you only have three leaders, okay. you can't change two of them. Now, is it, oh, and then is an SSR required to make the substitution? No. No, as I kind of said. So 25.221, a commissar is superior to all other leaders, regardless of their morale level. He's the top dog, even yeah. if he's an 8-0 with a 9-neg-1 leader. So therefore, is he the first one to take a... Uh, morale check yes yes he is does he take a leader loss morale check if he, the nine egg one gets killed if he's an eight commissar no i'm gonna say no you are I correct we played it like that yeah you are correct does he like to vacation in the alps he does he does likes it a lot yep they're just people like everyone else he thinks it's a little expensive <laughs> he complains a little about that when he gets home <laughs> but <laughs> But he likes it. Uh, can he go? The, I don't know why that's funny. Can he cause a leader loss morale check to leaders of higher morale if he gets killed? Yes. Yes, they do. An unpinned, unbroken commissar increases the morale level of all the other friendly units and cab units in the same location. But by how much? By one or by two? By two. By one. I, I've always do it by two. No wonder I'm winning more. That, I was going to say, you said two, because I always do that when I play you. <laughs> no, I think it's two, Jeff. No, I was pretty sure it was one, but since yeah, you gave it, I thought, no, I'm going to throw that out there. And you see. were. And that, we we remember that all the time. Yeah. Um, That's like, why we like, like them. Like Japanese leaders. Yeah. Right. So, um, does a commissar prohibit the application of another leader's diro modifier to morale activities? No. 
it is yes and i i oh, thought no too it is i thought no too but it is yes so you can't boy i bet i i bet i do that wrong all the yeah time. i think i do that wrong uh, yeah i'm gonna make yeah. a little note yep there's like two things in here yeah. i better remember yeah the uh, must a broken commissar always attempt a self-rally even if there's another leader with them yes yes is correct does the commissar receive the leader dial modifier of another leader when performing any action at all? No. That's correct. Is he subject to unit substitution? No. No, he's not. Is the commissary named after him, the commissar? Yes. Like the, the Hollywood commissary? Where John, yeah. Uh, What's the connection with these words? Yeah, I, yeah, I, don't, <laughs> I, I don't know. Well, if you have a commissar, you must attempt to rally broken units with him. And a unit is immune to DM while being rallied by the commissar. Nope, right. No plus Oh, four. that's right. Yep, yep, yep. Get rid of that. Rally those boys. And uh, any MMC which fails to rally, what happens to them? They're shot. They are, which is represented by a lower quality unit. Yeah. Not by half squatting them, which is... I think I did it once. That's what I that's what I used to do just till I half squat. Yeah, yeah. Right. The no, move, it's just you go down yeah, quality till you quality get level. to the bottom and then yeah. you are halved. So yeah, if it's already lowest quality, it's uh, casually reduced. A broken crew, single man counter or half squad that cannot be replaced is eliminated by the commissar. And berserk. If the commissar goes berserk. All friendly, friendly infantry in the same location become berserk automatically. Wow. No way. Oh, I forgot about that. I know there's a scenario that starts with, I think, well, how can I know something and then say, I think? <laughs> pretty sure it's there's right. a scenario where the commissar and his berserk guys charge. Start I think it's called way. berserk. And I think it came from, I'm going to go out on a limb here. I think it came from Streets of Stalingrad. And okay. I'll put on the bottom of this video if I'm wrong or right. Yeah. <laughs> Later. And that is rules starting our nationality distinctions, which I know someone like eight years ago so said, you guys should cover that. Yeah. I should have done it earlier, but we'll get through it. Now is a good time to do it. Sure is. And now we have this little clip of looking at the game that Dave and I played. Yeah. Looking forward to that. What have you been playing lately? What have you been playing? Playing lately. Stuck Ducks. Dave Timmon and I. Dave's not here right now. Jeff is here. ON3. Stuck Ducks. Playing from Bounding Fire Productions. Ding, ding. So, Jeff, what we had here, a little ASL game here, is the British over here on these vehicles. And look how many dead ducks there are off the board. Here's two, and here's two assault boats that I managed to sink. Now, if you can pull that off, it's a pretty good chance for the German to win. I set the German up with a fallback around hex S20. This hilltop um, around hex is S20, um, U20 with a lot of trenches. My thinking was, get up here, part of this hilltop is flat, so... The enemy guns and tanks across the river cannot see the further back hexes. Right. They can rally up. Yeah. <clears throat> okay. 
and then move forward again. David talked a lot about coming across this railroad over here by the stand. Mm -hmm. What is that called? The that Sly Slee Island. SLI Island. Yeah, that's what it looks like. Sly Island. And so he Island. I don't know if he tricked me to putting a wire over there, but I did. And then uh in, those are dummies. You can look now. Oh, okay. Dummies. Yes, they are. And then this river's running along Hex's M14 on the board behind Sly Island. Um I have dummies waiting to step into the orange area. So we drew an orange marker around on our board. Dave has to clear all that out. Okay. Yeah. I was going to ask the victory condition. Yeah. So he's got to clear this out of German forces. Yep. And okay. so in this game, you do get a couple AA guns and the Germans get an 81 mortar. Oh, nice. So I deployed those up on the hill around V14 slopes. The slopes add to the elevation. Slope rolls are not as difficult. I used to I always freak out about them. I don't know why. I had a, the pillbox up here on V15, and Timonen was saying to me just at lunch yesterday, he was thinking, put that pillbox, maybe, what, what heck, M16, right down on the waterfront, maybe pointing down the river be hard to break that pillbox and that machine gun could maybe take out more boats of course then the british would have to focus on crossing on its blind side and getting into it swiftly right but dave chose to cross the river down here around the broken bridge close to the bridge okay and this is a broken bridge i think they built a footbridge across it and he got a real foothold quickly around p21 and got looks like five, six, seven squads across and broke my dudes. Just did, I did a fallback concealment. He got into close combat in, on me in 022 stone building. Stone building, okay. And I, with the concealment, got the ambush. And instead of trying to kill him, oh, I'm going to roll low and kill him. I, I think I played maybe smarter <laughs> by just withdrawing. Oh, okay. And then yeah, right. he, he smoked that hex anyway. So now he was in the smoke, and I was in the next building across the road. Okay. R21. Yeah. And then he's shooting at that as plus six or something, right? right. Smoke. Right. Smoke. So he couldn't break it, half for concealment. And then he jumped in again, and I got I got the ambush and pulled out again. And I ended up, I thought I was going to lose this whole hilltop and this whole trench defense yeah. was going to be a waste. So my men from the pillbox were running over here to back up on Hill U19 at this point, running by the church in U18. I was thinking of taking the steeple, but I need this leader, 9-neg-1. So you had two squads and a leader in the pillbox? One, there, one with the heavy. Oh, okay. Yeah, and then this 9-1. So it's turn five of seven, and Dave's personal morale check broke. Because oh. you could kind of, there's, I also have tunnels. So I put a tunnel oh. in P18, which popped up in S19. And so all the guys he broke up at that front were moving to the back and getting rallied by a leader back here. That's interesting. So, you know, you can see how they had things channeling to, to regroup. And I thought he was going to blow up there faster than I could regroup, but I managed with those. 
getting those ambushes to pull out of the combat. You know, if I had lost those, it'd be a whole different story. Yeah. Um, the tunnel ad's an interesting. And there's more. So when Dave quit, he, he said, well, one thing, this is a fort. This hex o Q17. Yeah, interesting building. It's plus five. Wow. And firing out of it is half firepower. And I'll put a, put a picture up if I remember of that fort. Because okay. you can still see it today. Yeah. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. So plus five in there, but half firepower out. And then the troops that were up front around 016, level one. I just, you can route through these shell holes into the building mm -hmm. or with the leaders and then go back up. So I did that twice and he kept breaking the guys up high to keep the river open. But again, when I sunk these ships, they were, I think most of them, had troops on him at the time. So his oh okay. So he lost two squads. Yes. Like three, four squads down. But even when they're landed and they jump out, you still want to sink those boats. Yeah. Yeah. Because if you you know make them come across this little footbridge. Um oh my gosh, I think Dave forgot he can come across the footbridge. Maybe so. <laughs> I gotta ask him. But some wire this is not out here in the water. Uh, I think it's wired. I don't know somewhere. Oh yeah, like here, O twenty because you can block the footbridge. Blocking the bridge, yeah. And these troopers are coming across one of the last shipped boats. Um, they for the British, the smoke. The, his big mortars got smoke. You can see they both ran out of it. Mm -hmm. And the tanks can have some smoke. I think S number on the back. So he was doing great smoking my big weapons up on the top of the hill. So they weren't getting a lot of um, attacks off. So we got to do that. But then we ran out of smoke, you know, and he realized those tunnels, there's two more tunnels. So I have a hidden half squad here in R13, I think. One, two, three, and he pops up in there, I think. Q16 right in the zone and then the other half squad and dave was guessing this he's like you probably got him to go right into the fort or something and i forgot oh, i think uh i think i chose q13 and he can pop up in 015 so again the uh the victory condition was just to clear the germans out of this area all the orange so you were taking the, this trying to maybe on the last turn have them pop up yep come through the tunnel so he British, would have he would have had to not only clear you out but keep all of these occupied. It, yeah, in substantial yeah, force. Yeah. Now because he does get to move last, so he could then charge those half squads. Okay. Well, yeah. But again, they I think they come up concealed, so he'd be jumping mm -hmm. on them. It's risky. It, it be risky. Work. So, you know, and I think in this game, once that many boats are lost. It does become very challenging yeah. with the hidden guys. Plus, your crews can abandon their weapons on the hill and run into the um, orange zone also. But there's great places you could just put a tunnel from, you know, U-20 or back here in this woods, W-20, one, two, three, and just pop up in a trench Yeah, over here, the orchard at the last... So, it felt like too many places for him to try and occupy without being able to get all this force across yeah. more effectively. Yeah. So, 
Very nice. Yeah, I did not have the pillbox lined up down that bridge, so that might be a good, better placement for that too. But anyway, we're on to the next one, which is a small action back up on this woods, back of the board at night. And you're playing like, on the uh, historical map board. Yeah, by Dave Lamb. <laughs> like to get oh yeah here. dave lamb we've been trying to contact you. dave lamb if you are out there we would love to talk to you so please give us a give us a call or send us an email yep next one is valiant sacrifice night action just infantry only should play it quick in a night four turns okay hello everyone today we are drawing the winner of the schwer punk contest we had the following entrance brett sent us the word swear punked. Louis sent swear punked. Richard sent swear is the punked. Gordon sent swear punked, spelled differently than Brett's. And Steve sent swear punked with a K. And Robert sent swear punked, punked with the ED. And so behind me, I have honorable people from what company? Walters and Rizzi. Walters and Rizzi. Or Rizzi and Walters. Rizzi, Rizzi and Walters to do the official drawing. Ready, gentlemen? And the winner is. Mm -hmm. Robert B. Well, you can't read that, but it says, it says, there you go, Robert Barrett. We will be sending the prize to you. Another contest coming soon. Thank you for watching. And that's a show. Sounded like a very fun game you guys did. It was. Yeah. Um, and so we'll say goodbye. All right. That's it for this time, we'll see you next time. Remember to roll, roll low, low and rally roll well, low, but, but not, not when, when you're, you're playing, playing us. us. Mm -hmm. Bye, y'all. Bye-bye.